Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, VA fam, it's Mandy Money here. Now, I believe that we all have a unique superpower in life. Me personally, I was lucky enough to discover mine about 10 years ago. I was just a few years into my career as a financial journalist. I had spent weeks, I was interviewing at this huge media company, which you guys may or may not have heard of called Yahoo, and they wanted to poach me. I suspected that I was underpaid at the time, and I was ready to finally tip the scales back in my favor. I plucked up every kernel of courage I had. And and I negotiated the hell out of that offer. In the end, I walked away super victorious with a $28,000 salary bump and a $45,000 batch of equity. And from that point on, I never looked back. That was the day that I learned my superpower was being able to fight through my fear and my doubts, leverage my skills as a storyteller and business reporter, and negotiate like a badass. Now, those negotiation skills propelled me to a multiple six-figure salary before the age of 30, but that would not be that exciting if I couldn't help y'all as well. So that's why for the past year and a half, I have coached hundreds of women from across the US and beyond in their job searches and their salary negotiations. And the wins that I have seen y'all secure, incredible, like an attorney who I helped get a $10,000 salary bump and a $15,000 signing bonus just this past March. And another woman named Rose who used my negotiation scripts to score $3,000 more from a recent job offer y'all. These wins have showed me that I am meant to do this work. And I am so excited that I am going to be relaunching my sold out masterclass called Nail Your Negotiation, the masterclass five steps to negotiate like a badass and never leave money on the table again. I'm going to be coming to you live with this masterclass on Tuesday, November 8th at 8pm Eastern Standard Time. Check the show notes for a link to register y'all. My first masterclass last month completely sold out. We were turning away people at the virtual door. You do not want to miss out on this. So definitely register, go to nailyournegotiation.com to grab your seat. I hope to see y'all there. Here's what I'm going to be covering in this masterclass. You're going to learn how to finally get over your fear of negotiating, how to brand yourself so you can attract the juiciest job offers, how to figure out what to ask for before you negotiate, how to nail that interview so they practically throw money at you, and last but not least, how to rock that counteroffer and you leave no crumbs behind. Plus, 
live attendees are going to get a free bonus negotiating cheat sheet. That's going to make it super easy to calculate your target salary. So you go into a negotiation strong, knowing your value. Let's do this, y'all. Join me November 8th at 8pm for the Nail Your Negotiation Masterclass. Again, grab your seat. They are limited. Only 500 seats are open. Go to nailyournegotiation.com to grab your seat and I will see y'all there, moneymakers. Da-da, da-da, da-da. It's the B-A-Q-A, y'all. I can't believe I just did that. Tiffany, please come back. Y'all know I'm not good at singing the intros to the show, <laughs> but that was my stab, y'all. It is B-A-Q-A Friday, and I'm so excited to be sharing a very special edition of our Brown Ambition Q&A with y'all this week. These questions were answered during our live Halloween special, where we were joined by the incredible Delian Barry from Delhi and the Money Coach and Mark Russell, my baby brother from another mother, Mark Russell from Better Wallet, join us live in the Brown Ambition Studio on YouTube. We were able to take some questions from the crowd live on air, and we have got those Q&A for y'all today. But don't forget, you can send me your question and you can be a part of the Brown Ambition Show. We'd love to have you. Why don't you go to IG right now, give us a follow, slide into our DMs and submit any questions you have on finances, career, business, whatever it may be. We are your financial besties. We can't wait to hear from y'all. And without further ado, let's get on into this spooky BA Q&A. And I promise I'll stop singing now. Okay, Christina has a question in the chat. Let's see. What is, ooh, good one. I don't even know the answer to this one. What is really going on with the student loan forgiveness? This is Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. There's so much being said, but nothing is really clear. Mm-hmm. It is giving very much like public service loan forgiveness, um, which was so like it was released and then it was super confusing when people actually, you know, took their tenures and they could apply for it. It was all very like opaque. But like, let's let's set the context. So Biden announced this what, a month ago now. Was it in September, August? Well, are we talking because two different things? Are we talking about the PSLF forgiveness or are we talking about the ten to twenty thousand dollar Long, one so time she must be talking about the 10 to 20K. Okay. Yeah, I was just like comparing it to just how confusing that whole forgiveness yeah. process was. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they announced it in August and now there's a lawsuit, right? Like they're right. being fought in court as we know. Um, what do you guys know about the latest with the potential for this, you know, incredible program, which everyone was so excited about um, the ultimate fate of it? <laughs> well, I'm hearing that like they're still very optimistic about it and that they're going to start issuing payments soon, hopefully, but it's stuck right now at the Eighth Circuit, right? So the district court is like there's levels to lawsuits. So they came in at the district court level. That judge was like, we're throwing this out. You guys have no standing, which means like you're not being injured by this. So if you can't prove injury, we're going to throw this out. And so they did, but then they appealed it to the eighth circuit. And this was intentional by the Republicans who filed this lawsuit. They specifically filed it in the eighth circuit, which is a very conservative circuit because they thought that the judges would be more open to their arguments. And so now it's stuck at the eighth circuit. They're, They're reading the briefs, they're hearing arguments, and they're going to make a decision of whether or not they're going to pause the program permanently or they're going to let it continue. So the good news that is that even the Supreme Court has already preemptively 
rejected any challenge to it. So now you've got the Supreme Court rejecting it, the district court rejecting it, and now it's just this Eighth Circuit Court in the middle. But from everything that I'm reading from the Biden administration, they're still very optimistic this is going to go forward. Mm -hmm. Um, So until we know otherwise... I would try to like not panic. This again, it's one of those those things that it's out of our control. It's out of our hands. So there's no point in panicking about it. As soon as there's something new that's going to be posted about it, I guarantee you, you will hear about it because every social media platform is talking about it. We are all on top of it. If you follow yeah. any of us, you yeah. will follow these two, especially because y'all yeah. are so we, quick. We talk amongst each other, just trying to figure out like, are we on the same page? Like, okay, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking right. about? Um, but yeah, I mean like the lawsuits coming through and, and just going through the different, I didn't even know all that Deli answer. Thank you for um, providing some context, but yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to just politics, um, which unfortunately they have to go through before there was any relief. I always say money's political and this is a perfect example, right? Like this is literally we're right before the midterms. Um, Both sides are being, you know, catered to in their way so that's what politicians do politicians are gonna politician you know like yeah. you can't like you can't blame them for doing exactly that's what, what we want do. right i'm like we voted for you do some stuff yeah like, right. when we get a little dance you promised us you had some moves mr joe um yeah. and he's that's- finally doing it and everyone's like yeah he's just doing it because it's midterms i'm like yeah that's the whole point. That's, like, that yeah. means that he's afraid of our power as voters and he mm-hmm. needs to. But it's also us. like what he yeah. campaigned on and what he promised. And so mm-hmm. he's trying to deliver on that promise. Otherwise, like, what was the point of us, you know, um, like, like taking your word for that? Exactly. I think the big uh, CTA or call to action is like, make sure you're applying. I think there are so many yes. people out there that are not applying and the time is now the applicant from the last time I checked the applications are, are still open. You can go and apply for student loan debt forgiveness. And again, to Delian's point, like control what you can. And, you know, hopefully if everything pushes through, then you end up getting that, you know, 10, I guess, 10 to $20,000 of debt uh, relieved, which can help out a significant amount of Americans. Yeah. Yeah, my sister is so excited. I think she's getting like eighteen thousand between her and her husband. Eighteen thousand forgiven, and I mean that's a game changer for them um, because she works in healthcare and they don't pay them nearly enough. Nearly enough. Should we take one more question? Let's see. John has a question in the chat with the holidays coming up and having a big family. What's the best way to budget for buying gifts while still having enough to take care of bills? I would consider like going after Halloween and starting your shopping, you little late, John, you got to get in there early (laughs) (laughs) budget. I'm like shopping in July. Like this will be good for so-and-so and and start like, that's my, my strategy is like buy throughout the year and then try not to forget where you put the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's my strategy. What do y'all say? I would say I, I, um, I no longer buy toys for my friend's kids. Sorry. Thank you. They have enough toys. I contribute to their 529s. I'm like, mm-hmm. you set up yeah. a 529. If so, I will happily contribute to it. Um, and, you know, I, that's my vibe now. And I think that that is, it's been, the parents are very grateful for it. It's not awkward at all. You get to also educate your friends on it if they don't know what a 529 is. And that's been my strategy for a couple of years now. Yep. Totally agree. Um, either a 529 or I just give, 
people money. Like my sisters yeah. know every single year I have five older sisters. I'm like, you guys are getting money. Cause I don't know. First of all, I don't know what the hell you want. <laughs> Second of all, like I much rather just give you cash because you, I'm sure you much rather have $50 than me pay a hundred dollars for a product that you don't want. Um, so that allowed me to decrease how much I, I spend during the, the holiday season. But when you, Think, when you're thinking about 2023, I talk all the time on the platform, you know, make sure you're setting up a, a sinking fund or a Christmas fund. I mean, $20 a week um, for 52 weeks is more than $1,000 that you could have for your kids or for family that you can either give out or you can buy toys, whatever it is, while not having to think about, okay, well, how am I going to find the money that I need in order to pay for not only gifts, but also the, the life expenses that I have? Um, so planning for Christmas starts on December or Christmas of next year starts, you know, December 26th. Right. So like, just keep that in mind as you're planning out, you know, Christmas gifts and everything. I think that was the only money tip my mom has ever <laughs> taught me is like to build a sinking fund or a Christmas fund. Um, you call it a sinking fund? A like sinking sink a fund. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, I've never yeah. heard of a sinking fund. All yeah. right. I feel like for big bank. families, I, if you have young kids, it's so hard though, because I see the ads now coming up on YouTube. I had to invest in the ad for YouTube kids for Rio because my son, because I was like, he's going to be indoctrinated to want these toys. Um, <laughs> so they, the ads come up and, the, and then their minds change all the time. So I really can empathize with parents who are like, wait, you said you were into Paw Patrol in July. Well, now it's December and it's all about, I don't know, like um, My Little Pony or whatever the kids are watching these days blippy or these random russian children who open up toys <laughs> and are bajillionaires on youtube but for me experiences rule so i think having conversations when the kids are old enough about what do you value do you want if you want a toy okay here's our budget we're gonna you can have toys and, and things but what if we put the same money we would put into gifts into a family experience and maybe it's going on a cruise or you know going on a road trip or a vacation or something i hope that i can create the kind of we were so gift obsessed as kids in my household like and i and it makes me so sad because my parents especially my mom i was raised by a single mom and we, she had four kids and I'm just like, my heart breaks for her having these greedy ass little kids demanding <laughs> toys. And I'm just like, want to go back and just squeeze my little self and be like, stop it. Um, but I want to create like, I don't know, just a household where it's about those experiences. And we recognize that it's a trade off, you know, things you can't take with you, but these experiences as a family, you know, we won't get back. Amen to I that. agree. I, um, I recently tweeted something where I said, you know, I grew up poor and my parents did the best that they could. But at the end of the day, I don't think about like the gifts or the things that I didn't get. I think about all of the time that I wanted with them, but didn't have because my parents were working all the time. And when they were home, they were always tired. Like my parents mm -hmm. were always exhausted. My mom couldn't even sit for a movie with us. Like she would immediately fall asleep, you know? So yeah. I would rather they work less and spend more quality time with us and not buy, you know, gifts or so many gifts. I feel the pressure to like keep up um, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like that's what I remember is just how exhausted they were all the time. So um, I think at the end of the day, that's what most kids want. They just want quality time. They want your attention more than yeah. even when they're opening the gift. They're like, are you looking at me opening the gift? They <laughs> want your attention, you know, so give them your undivided attention. That is the best gift you can give them. Or if you're Mark, just throw money at him. 
Yeah, so that's a little brother move right there. If it's not cash, it's like here's a Bath and Body Works. You're welcome. There you go. I have no clue. Absolutely no clue. We want. <laughs> and you no time to figure it out, I guess. Anyway, oh, this has been so fun. Okay, let's take a quick breaky break, and we'll be right back with more of our special Halloween treat edition of the BA Q and A. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brownambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brownambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. <laughs> Let's pivot because I have a fun little segment. We're going to call this Brown Ambition Trick O Treat. So I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to run through like a little list of financial things, concept headlines, and y'all have to answer trick or treat. It should be pretty self-explanatory. Treat is good and trick is bad. So I'm going to kick things off and we can hopefully go a little bit speedy on this one, but um, we're going to start with cryptocurrency. Trick oh. or treat? Trick. Shocking. Trick. <laughs> I'm amazed. Um, <laughs> trick. I. You thought about that for a minute. I, well, I don't think I have enough time to explain, but I, I would say trick. Well, okay, explain for like ten seconds. Go. All right, cool. So I, I think when you think about any type of, if you bucket crypto underneath alternative asset classes, I, I think there's a place in your portfolio for it, um, but it should not be the entire portfolio, right? Like when people are going, they're putting 90% of their money into crypto, like their entire portfolio into crypto, I think then it becomes a, a trick. But if you find a way to use it strategically and let it be five, you know, less than 5% of your portfolio, I, I think there's, there's an opportunity there. Um, we'll see how it pans out into the future when we have more data on cryptocurrency. But as of right now, it's a, it's a trick. And I think people are falling for it. Okay. No, especially black and brown people to a, a crazy extent. Like if y'all, if you don't know what these words mean, Vanguard, ETF, index fund, don't be investing in crypto before you understand these other terms. Okay. Preach. All right. What about buying a house in today's housing market? Trick or treat? 
Oh, that's always, that is a trick question is what it is. Um, I think it's hard. Um, it can always be a trick if you don't run your numbers and you don't actually know what you're getting into, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If you're just doing it because you've been told that that's like what you're supposed to do as an adult, that you're supposed to buy a house, that this is how you build wealth. If all of your expectations are off, it's a huge trick. Um, if you're buying a home because you absolutely want one, um, you know it's going to be a big expense, but you want one, you want a backyard for your family, you want more space, you want more privacy, um, but you're not counting on this being like your retirement plan, right? You're not counting on this, you know, being like putting all your eggs in this one house um, and that this is going to be guaranteed, you know, generational wealth for my family. I think then that it can be a treat. So you have to, it's all about like your perspective when you buy the house and, also, like, are you buying too much house? Are you overbidding? Are you, you know, giving into pressure just because you get approved for, you know, a million dollar mortgage doesn't mean that you go and buy a million dollar house. And so I think if whether it's a trick or treat is like depends on you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I to Deli, like when Delian mentioned in the beginning, I mean, it's really a numbers game because you're either going to get. You know, right now prices are lower, but rates are high. You know, They're a year so ago, high. it was the other way around. You know, housing prices were higher and rates are low. So it's truly a numbers game. And I think it does, to Delian's point, it comes down to what you want in, in your life. Like, where are you at in your stage of your, of your life? Because everyone's situation is different. I'm looking at the Atlanta market now, and I think there's a ton of opportunities, though rates are high, but you can always refinance after a certain period of time. Um, so if you need to jump in, you know, do whatever you need to do, put yourself in position to, to jump into the market, but don't feel pressured from other people telling you to do certain things. Cause like investing, you know, your time to jump into the housing market or into the investing market, whatever it might be, isn't going to be the same as someone down the street or your best friend or whoever else. Um, yeah. it will always be different depending on your situation. If you ain't co-signing this mortgage, then you can take your advice and take it to the internet streets and leave me alone. <laughs> All right. What about Elon Musk owns Twitter now? Trick oh, or treat? Lord, that is a big ass trick. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It, what, about, it, what about the sink? I mean, he brought a freaking sink. Yeah, what was that all about? I don't even know. Let it sink about. in. I'm the owner of really? the internet now. Yeah. yeah. That's a dad joke. Oh, I, my God. Well, he got a lot of babies. <laughs> he sure does. Doesn't he? Is he on some Nick Cannon shit? Anybody can make a dad yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, the quirky guy. I think it's more of like the, I feel like the impact to the social media world is what I worry more about because he's going to make some pretty big moves with Twitter. I'm sure. I mean, he's probably already made a bunch of moves over the last 48 hours. And I think he's going to influence what Mark Zuckerberg does with meta and like, you know, what other people do with their social media platforms, which may not be extremely positive for the overall experience. That's my yeah. biggest concern. I mean, the fact that he's like, you know, he's taking it private, which means less oversight. Um, he's doing that intentionally. So that he can do whatever he wants without having to answer to anyone, having to answer to shareholders. And I will say the most disturbing thing that I've seen is how, um, you know, the use of the N word has shot up like 40 or 500% and since yeah. he's taken over. So people are like, finally, we can say what we want. And yeah, that was terrifying. That yeah. was really, really scary. So, um, yeah, Stay I, vigilant, I, y'all. Be fact checking. 
stay fact checking. <laughs> All right, let's keep I, it going. I'm gonna get more and more and more. Okay, what about this afterpay slash Klarna slash Affirm? Oh, trick or treat. No big ass trick. Trick. Tricks. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I used. I think I used one of them to pay for my Peloton. I finally paid that thing off. See, <laughs> I, I you're smart with money, right? Like uh, you're yeah. smart with money. Like you've you can you can kind of navigate that but i think it's the new credit card right without the negative connotation that comes along with you it's know credit just, it's card. just too good to be true well, right. i'm gonna after pay that sephora purchase come on now i did the same thing you did with mandy with my peloton too and the way i did it was it was set up as auto pay so yeah. i don't i've never missed a payment it was auto pay and i'm like oh zero percent auto pay cool i think the problem is that people don't do the auto pay option Right. Oh, and yeah. that's how these companies make millions and billions of dollars is on the late fees. Um, Cause I'm like, how is this business model working? I don't understand. They're charging 0%. How are they making money? It's on the yeah. late fees. Mm -hmm. So that's how they get you. So if you are going to use one of these, just set it to auto pay. Cool. No problem. But if you're not going to use the auto pay option, I would stay away from it. Yeah. I call them a treat, but with all those, all those quid pro quo quos, like read the fine print. And I like to, I could have paid for it in cash, but I'm like, why tie up my money with this bike? If I can just 0% finance it and then keep my money in my savings account where even I'm earning, you know, maybe 1% or 2% now. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. yeah. Kind of similar to like any other debt you take on, you want to make sure you have a plan in order to pay it off. I think the challenge is a lot of people around December, they go and they buy these gifts because they don't have the money and they don't have the, yeah. they don't have a plan to pay it off yeah. and they get into all this debt. Um, and Holiday then they debt. find themselves getting like January, February rolls around. They're like, okay, well, I'm still making payments on this thing that I bought in December and, and November and I don't have enough money to pay for it. Right. So you want to make sure you have that plan before you get into really any debt, uh, which it seems like both you guys had. I love that picture you just painted of that experience. I think that's such a visceral feeling of you have that moment of joy when they open up the gift and it's so exciting. And then you're left with the bills a couple of months down and you're this, the pit in your stomach, you know, it's just like yeah. a pit in your stomach and you feel sick because they've already forgotten about that thing you bought and you're still dealing with the debt. Okay. Speaking of which trick or treat, Black Friday sales. Uh, Mark, you're a dude. I know you're in those Best Buy Black Friday ads. I love Best Buy. I, I know. <laughs> Why do I know um, you so well when I don't even know you that well? <laughs> that's like my second it. home. I yeah. Anytime that I just have extra time, I'm in Best Buy. Um, I would say, again, long same vein, you want to be strategic about what you buy. Like, for example, I need a toothbrush. And I went and I bought it now, but I really thought about, hey, like I could have bought this during Black Friday. It could have been half off, right? Um, I also, when I moved down to Atlanta, I needed a TV. If it fell, like if, if I moved down here in November, I probably would have waited until Black Friday in order to buy it because I needed a TV. But I think sometimes people go and they buy things that they don't need. And then months down the road, they're like, why did I buy that, right? The joy goes away. You know, that, yeah. that feeling is very fleeting. Um, after some time. So I would say it's a, it's a treat, you know, have some fun, right? Like we're like, how did, how Delian start off? Like, you know, you make the money, like go off and live your best life. Um, but make sure you have a plan as you're going about doing it. Yeah. Um, so I'd say take advantage of it, have your fun, but again, still have a plan and think about, do I really need this or do I want it? Yeah. I think everybody likes the idea of getting a deal, 
And so, ooh, I got a deal on this. But what they don't realize is that a lot of these stores will actually increase their prices before Black Friday sale and then say it's 40% off when they've already built in a huge markup. So there is a lot of marketing gimmicks going on that you guys don't may not even realize is happening behind the scenes. Um, understand at the end of the day, these stores will always come out ahead. They will always come out ahead. And if they get you to buy something that you were never planning to buy in the first place, they win and you lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down for I like we need a new TV right now too, and we're gonna wait and see what the sales are like. And but even if we don't find something good, like we'll get one. Um, but it's like buy something that you actually need that you're planning to buy to score a good deal. Um, yeah. one and thing I'm, I'm a Cyber Monday is- gal. I like shopping online. I'm not <laughs> going to Nobody's store. I'm not waiting. In oh, same. I live, <laughs> no. across, I live across from a mall, and I never go in there ever. Yeah. Here's a quick pro tip: if there's something that you think that you want right now let it be a tv or a sound system whatever it is go to best buy now take pictures figure out what the the cost is right now that way when november comes up whenever black friday is you can go and check those prices to see if it's actually 50 percent off or whatever it is um and you'll see what delian's talking about because i've seen and implemented those same strategies before when i worked in retail um so yeah um, there's also a chrome extension i think it's called price checker that you can add to your google chrome and you can just click it and it'll find the same product you're looking at so if you're looking on target or best buy and it will show you like four or five competitors and what they're so it makes it really quick to makes it really easy to quickly comparison shop I think it's called price checker. I'll figure it out and put it in the show notes, whatever it is. All right. A couple more, a couple more shrinkflation trick or treat. Oh, that's a big ass trick. Big ass trick. <laughs> you bought yeah. Halloween candy this year, then bags are shrinking, but the prices yeah. are going up. That's everything. My potato chips. I'm like, where are my potato chips? They are <laughs> gone. I'm like, what's going on? Like it's either more air or less chips. I'm like, something's happening here. Um, I could feel it. Cause like I used to say, I, I would go to Trader Joe's, I spend like about $150 every 10 days and I would be able to fill up like four shopping bags. And now I spend 150 and I can only fill up three bags. So Uh definitely seeing shrinkflation happening and that one, there's really not much you can do about it. Right. You just kind of have to, if you do see some products like really skyrocketing, you may want to consider just like not buying that for the foreseeable future, but some things you just need. And it's like, yeah. I can't avoid this. Yeah, it's about that price per ounce for me or price per unit. I'm always looking for that on the barcode or the little price on at the grocery store. Because if you buy the, the bigger package, usually you're paying less. But then it's also like, I don't want to waste anything. This is why I'm those people who goes to the aisle at the grocery store and it takes me forever because I'm just reading everything and doing mental <laughs> calculations. <laughs> Mark, is there anything, has, I don't know, has Barry's boot camp? have they shrunk your classes and still charge the same? Have no, no, I inflation hurt hit you. Um, I was just trying to think through that, and there hasn't been many ways. The only thing I can think of is like the price of like meats. Um, yes, like I, I have a pretty, pretty protein heavy diet. Um, when you go and you buy meats from you have a Publix down the street and Trader Joe's and, and um, and Whole Foods, now it's definitely more expensive in order to buy like a pound of, of meat, but. Otherwise, I, I haven't paid as much attention as I probably should. <laughs> um, you should check your to, protein to powder and see if they were putting less in that can. Yeah. <laughs> I need to check the clementines I just bought <laughs> to see if I'm getting less. Probably. the same amount or more. Yeah. All right. Let's make this the last one. TikTok algorithm. Trick or treat. Mm. 
trick. Thank you. I think it's because even, even when you do go viral, <laughs> it's not the people you want. So mm-hmm. it doesn't even help you. Like I've had several videos go super viral, like a million views and it, they feed it to like a bunch of teenagers. And I'm like, oh. these are not my people. <laughs> these Good are not point. my people. So it can be, um, it can be frustrating on that platform for sure. But you know, 2020, 2021 TikTok was glory days. I, my business was booming. Yeah. I was getting a lot of business off of TikTok then, much less now. Now it's Instagram. Yeah, I guess it depends on what viewpoint, right? So if you're coming in as like the consumer in a way, like you may be getting what you're looking for. Like my, my TikTok is not booming and in any form or fashion. Um, it never had, <laughs> it never has. And I don't know <laughs> if it ever will, but we'll see. But what I'm looking at TikTok right now, I'm looking at like different places that I want to travel. Like I'm, I'm planning a trip to, uh, to Turks and my TikTok feed is like all these different vacation places that like I really want to go. So I'm saving them. I'm taking down notes. I'm putting in the trip advisor. So the algorithm has been good to me from a consumer standpoint. Oh yeah. Consumer. I agree. Fantastic. But in terms of like business and, you know, I feel like I put out pretty quality information and it's not taking off as I would want it to. I think they have some work to do on, on the algorithm still. Yeah. I will say like, they're saying that TikTok is going to be like the new Google. And it's true. I do find myself I use it going as to the search now. bar in TikTok mm-hmm. and, and Google and like using it as a Google feature. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Especially for cooking. Yeah. I'm a huge TikTok's kind of where I go to take a, a brain vacation. So I don't follow a lot of personal finance or money stuff on TikTok. I just like to go enjoy my fun Love Island bloopers and it knows me too well. <laughs> does me too well oh uh, well this has been so fun thank you Deli. thanks for saying yes to me i feel yes. so privileged and i hope it was a good use of your time it was it such was. a joy having you here and mark the little brother who i just <laughs> adore even though you're not actually blood you feel like blood um thank you Damn. so much for spending a little spooktacular halloween episode with me and to the ba fam for tuning in live on youtube Y'all are amazing. Thank you so much for your continued support. And we will see y'all next week for our regular BA episode. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.